0: 30. Further Actions Royal permission for further action was granted, and Haman's sons were hanged. On the 14th of Adar, the Jews in Shushan succeeded in destroying 300 foes, and again they abstained from taking spoils. In the unwalled cities and villages, where there were no officers or armies of of the king to aid them, the Jews were forced to battle for their lives. They not only triumphed over their foes, but also destroyed all the known descendants of Amalek in the process. They thus succeeded in eliminating 75,000 enemies in the 127 kingdoms of Achashverosh. As in Shushan, they did not defile their victory with the taking of spoils. There were great celebrations among the triumphant Jews the day after their victory. In the unwalled cities, this holiday was on the 14th, and in Shushan, where they battled for two days, the holiday was on the 15th. But on in the walled cities throughout the realm, the Jews found no reason for rejoicing since they had been protected by the king's officers and armies and had not been forced to engage in real battle. Since the satraps and governors had hidden the letters out of fear of Mordecai, these Jews were not aware that they had been miraculously saved from disaster. disaster. They believed that the early rumors regarding such anti-Semitic letters were unfounded reports circulated by Haman or that the king had... Soon recalled them, eliminating any danger before the arrival of the thirteenth of Adar. Since a large portion of Jewry did not yet celebrate this miracle, no problem in Jewish law yet arose regarding those who did who did make it a holiday. For it was a private and non-national affair. Mordecai wished, however, to point out the truth to the Jews in the walled cities and to show them how they had been miraculously saved. He therefore wrote letters to all the Jews throughout the realm detailing the entire stories that had happened. The first letters, he pointed out, were still in effect on the 13th, and only the miracle of the meteoric rise to power, his own meteoric rise to power, had caused the king's officers to conceal them. The Jews in the (coughs) walled cities were therefore also obliged to celebrate the miraculous rescue. But their celebration was to be on the 15th, in contrast to the celebration in the unwalled cities of the 14th. Mordecai's reasoning ran as follows. Haman's letter did not limit the enemies of Jewry to one day of slaughter. Should a Jew escape that day, he was a fair game afterwards. But the second letter's grant of self-defense privileges for Jews was strictly limited to the 13th, and Esther had to have special royal permission for action in Shushan on the 14th. It was obviously then, it, it was obvious then that Jews were in great danger on the 14th as well, since the king's officer Officers could not legally aid them on that day should their enemies be aware of their freedom to act and utilize it. In the unwalled cities, the danger was over on the 14th because they had subdued their foes on the 13th. Mordecai therefore asked that in those cities this day, the 14th, be ordained as a day of celebration. But in the walled cities, the danger was at its peak on the 14th and only when that day was over did it become clear. that the officers had hidden the first letter out of fear of Mordechai, and that the anti-Semitic masses were unaware of their contents. The 15th day was therefore the day of rest for them, and Mordechai asked that it be designated as a day of celebration. Shalom.